Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. I'm here today with Dorinda Wilson. Hey, Dorinda. Hey. And uh, we're going to be talking. We were talking the other day mm-hmm. about fear right, and the culture and what's happening in the culture and the mm-hmm. fact that there we have a lot of reasons to be afraid, right? but how God says not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to us as we were kind of praying over and talking about what we wanted to do for the podcast, we hear from a lot of women who are dealing with depression yeah. and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it is certainly brought on by current events. Right. There's no denying it. Mm-hmm. And some of it is just flat out parenting is hard. Yeah. You know, I have a friend who uh, <laughs> said to me uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, a woman who I greatly love and admire whose kids are about the ages of our kids. Right. So you have like 10 to 24. I right. also have 10 to 24 and a little caboose. Right. So I have a little four and a half year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was saying that Parenting older kids was harder. Right. Right. And we were, we were, you know, sort of kibitzing about that. Right? <laughs> a you lot know? of kibitzing. A lot of kibitzing going on uh, with Heidi and Dorinda about just the the struggles of parenting right. older children. Yeah. And she said she yeah. has never struggled with depression until mm-hmm. three of her kids were 18 and older. And she's like, now <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, we don't mean to be discouraging. I know. But- <laughs> we're not trying to bring you down. But <laughs> there's just, there are just challenges in every Absolutely. season. And that's, that's the truth. Yeah. You know? And you know what? It actually encouraged me to mm-hmm. hear her say it was hard. Yeah. You know, because I'm sitting there thinking, maybe I'm the only crazy one. I- <laughs> Right. I thought this was supposed to get easier. <laughs> this is supposed to get easier. Like I just invested all of my life into you. Right. Zero to age 18. And now all of a sudden, you know more than I do. Right. You know what I mean? It's just you're making this transition, <laughs> this sort of wonky transition yeah. from being under our our immediate authority to right. out from under it. And, and this woman was telling me she's struggling with depression. Her mm-hmm. kids are making some choices that she would not have made. Right. And they're not terrible choices. Right. And sometimes they make, you know, our kids will make really devastating yes. choices. Yes. These weren't devastating choices, but they were disappointing. Right. You right. know, um, just disappointing choices and just things that the, the mom was going, we talked about this, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this isn't who we are. Right. This isn't who you are. Right. But these, you know, but boy, are we learning to surrender mm-hmm. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to sort of uh, pick up the discussion today and talk really honestly about depression because right. a lot of the moms listening to this struggle with it. And mm-hmm. I think depression is different from, you know, we have a, you have a bad day right. or you occasionally are right. discouraged. When, when I, when I reference depression, I'm talking about months, sometimes right. even years Right. when you kind of feel like you're drowning. Right. I, I, I could describe it um, as like a blanket, almost yeah, like a cold, wet blanket. blanket on you and you can't seem to come out from underneath mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's real. It is real. And it can be real. And I, and I also think that there's a spiritual component yeah. to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so we want to take you like we always do, um, back to the word of God. And I, and I think too, there's a, there's, uh, you know, we talked about this before, you know, do we say, well, this, these are reasons for depression. Obviously, you know, sin that is unconfessed, can right. burden your heart, right? You know, things that we live with in secret mm-hmm. can burden us and mm-hmm. uh, and depress us, and sometimes we suffer the ramifications of our own actions, right? Which lead to depression. Right. And so, I'm going to encourage women learn to discern between the voice of conviction, mm-hmm. which is the Holy Spirit, and the mm-hmm. voice of condemnation, That's right? Which is the enemy, right? And there is a big difference. There is, yeah. And if God's got us under conviction. The solution is simple. It's repentance. Absolutely. We just repent and we we confess and we repent and mm-hmm. we ask God to help us change our ways. Mm-hmm. If it's condemnation, that's of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's not, God doesn't have that for us. And that voice of condemnation is always 
you know, hopeless, very, very hopeless and very mm-hmm. Eeyore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, you screwed up again. Right. You know, you're never going to amount to anything. And what mom hasn't felt that? Right. Oh my Moms goodness. are guilt <laughs> magnets. Oh, totally. Absolutely guilt magnet. Even when we don't need to be. I, I know. Yeah. It's true. You and I have had lots of conversations. So I'd be have. like, my kid said this to me and Dorinda, who wasn't here, can go, <laughs> Heidi, wake up. You know, that's dumb. Like the yeah. fact that you're even entertaining that exactly. is ridiculous. Exactly. And I'm like, but they said. But she's like, okay. <laughs> Let's look at the facts. Right. Right. Kids know how to like push their push their, their mom's buttons, They're get brilliant. you where and you live. often not on purpose. It's like no. this natural thing that mm-hmm. they just know how to do and often it isn't intentional yeah but we we take to it we like take to it crazy. yeah you let it you let it stick to you I want to go back really quick to what you just said I think that was really good that one of the ways out of depression that's caused by guilt is confession mm-hmm. and seeking God's forgiveness Absolutely. you know the Bible says in Timothy that God's word is useful for all kinds of things mm-hmm. it teaches us to do what is right and convicts us when we're wrong exactly. and we're, we're often wrong mm-hmm. i was uh, showing <laughs> i was showing to Renda this my new favorite app for my phone is called ink cards and you can send postcards to people right. and there's a cat there's a whole category in there of i'm sorry cards <laughs> and i love them that was your favorite one that's my favorite one i told her i'm sorry all the time <laughs> i live I'm in like, use this one a lot i'm going to use this one a lot i said there's a picture of a vampire and, you know, like not an ugly picture, but kind of a, a drawing, right. a kiddish sort of picture of a vampire. And the, the top of the card says, I'm sorry. And the bottom says, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, man, you know, sometimes you just have to, you just have to go, I blew it. Psalm 32, yes. 5 says, finally. Mm-hmm. I love that it says, finally. This is David. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uncle, like he's screaming uncle, right? <laughs> so he says, finally. I confessed all my sins to yeah. you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. Right. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And then here's this part. He ends this with an exclamation point as if he can't believe it happened. And you forgave me. <laughs> right? Yeah. You forgave me. All my sin is gone. And if you skip down just a little bit more, Psalm 32, 1, it says, Then David could sing for joy again. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and whose spirit is in no deceit. Hmm. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad. All you righteous sing, all you who are upright in heart. Mm-hmm. What he's doing is he's he's he gave up. That's why he says, finally. Right. Right. I stopped struggling. I confess my sin to the Lord. Right. He forgave me. And mm-hmm. now your heart is set free. Exactly. It's like a child who has to get a spanking. Mm-hmm. You know, that child who needs discipline. Absolutely. It's the same way in and our relationship our with good, the Lord. You know, yeah. and and I think waiting too long between those times that we confess to the Lord, yep. it does bring us down. It, it does, does bring this condemnation in. And it's I like think, the enemy getting a foothold. Exactly. And I think that's why it's important to, as much as possible, be in the Word and in prayer, even just for a short time every day, mm-hmm. where you're able to unload that. Absolutely. And, and make things right before the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and you know, at our house, we try to make it things short accounts other before the sun goes down Mm -hmm. that's you know for a while we were even practicing a discipline of sitting down at the dinner table and after dinner we would say hey you know do i need to make anything right with anyone and that was really freeing i I, kind of ruined dinner a couple times (laughs) no we waited till afterwards Oh, you have indigestion. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did my, did my confession of breaking your lamp ruin dinner for you? <laughs> but, see that lamp over there, Mom? It's sitting up. You know, it looks good, but if you'll move it away from the wall, you'll see the whole back is smashed and you're going to have to throw it away. I'm going to unburden myself at the dinner table. Exactly. Yeah. Let you know. Yeah. But there, there, are, other kinds of, there are other kinds of reasons why. Exactly. 
we struggle with depression. Sometimes yep. it's chemical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's genetic. There's mm-hmm. just we're predisposed to something like that. It doesn't mean that God can't work and help yes. us through it, and or that He meet won't meet us meet there. Either. Absolutely. Yeah. I always try to think. You know, when I feel like I'm in places like that, um, it feels like I'm completely alone, which mm-hmm. is exactly what the That's enemy what wants. Satan wants you to. He think. wants us to yep. feel alone. Yeah. So. The thing that I've realized over the years is there is no place that I can go where God can't meet me there. Absolutely. And when I remind myself of that and even speak it out loud, mm-hmm. because he said in his word, I will mm-hmm. never leave you or mm-hmm. forsake you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those are the only words I speak out yeah. loud in those situations. Yeah. And it just makes me realize I'm not alone I'm and God alone. is here to help yeah. me. Because there are parts of our hearts where it's just God and us. Mm-hmm. You know, there yeah. it, there can't be somebody else there with us. And yeah. but God is, and that's what matters. And he understands. I think totally. that, you know, I think often um, in their many years, and like I've said before, my struggle has not really necessarily been with depression. Right. I've certainly had uh, seasons of my life right. that I've struggled, yeah. particularly, you know, um, I can think of many seasons in ministry when, right. as a pastor's wife that right. I was just like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, here we are, we're trying to serve the Lord and nothing that we're trying to do seems to work. And after a while, the enemy... Um, it's just like you said, it's that cold wet blanket and all you can feel is we're failing, exactly. we're never going to succeed, no yeah. one's listening, yeah. we're not having an impact, those kinds of things. Well, don't you feel like that as a mom too sometimes? Oh yeah, it's very similar. <laughs> yeah, so mothering an and impact. pastor's wife. If you're a mother and a pastor's wife and you're on antidepressant Bless medication, you. now you know why. We're praying for you. <laughs> we're praying for you. <laughs> but I think just to recognize, first of all, there's no guilt. Mm-hmm. The Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation for those who That's are in right. Christ Jesus uh, years and years ago. Yeah. Um I confessed to someone, and it felt like a confession, right. that I had gone to my doctor and uh, because I was having crippling anxiety. Mm. And I literally would wake up in the morning, and the moment I would wake up, my heart would start racing. And it was like that until I went to bed at night. Wow. And I finally went to the doctor and said, I think I'm, I think I'm dying. Like, I thought it was going to kill me, my right. heart racing all the right. time. And so I, I, I confessed to this woman, um, and I, I use the word confession, but I don't that's how it felt to me. Right. In hindsight, I realized that was also the enemy. Mm. But I said to her, I'm on this medication and her word, her words hurt me so badly. And mm. she didn't mean to hurt me, but right. she said, have you not been reading the the Bible? And I was like, <laughs> I, I couldn't even answer her. I was speechless. I was <laughs> like, okay, I just bear my soul to you. Oh. And the only thing you can think to do is throw a Bible verse at me. Mm-hmm. I felt like someone mm-hmm. just beat me with mm-hmm. a Bible. Oh, that's hard. And I loved the Lord. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, that's not, later on, I, I told my husband, because uh, this is a woman that I loved and I right. still love her, but it was just a devastating thing for me. And I think that there is a misconception less now than there used to be. Right. That if someone is on medication for anxiety or depression, that somehow they don't trust the Lord. Right. And that's simply not, not the case. Mm-hmm. There is no condemnation. And I think that you need to recognize that if you're listening to this today and that is you, I want you to be encouraged. God wants to meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he wants us to live our lives on medication. Right. I think that... um there are seasons and certainly have been seasons right. for me. I am for the first time in many years off of anxiety medication. And we'll talk about that in another mm-hmm. podcast, just some things mm-hmm. that the Lord has done to help me get right. set free from the constant right. anxiety. I right. still, I still experience it. Right. Like, you know, uh, because I'm a human being, right. but no, I, I don't, I'm no longer a slave to the constant anxiety, right. but I love that the psalmist David was so transparent and nobody, no one made fun of him. Uh, <laughs> he, he says, you know, in Psalm 42, uh, why are you in despair? Oh, my soul. And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God. So now he's speaking out loud to his creator, hmm. hope in God. 
for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Right. He's saying, I, I don't even know what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I'm in despair. Mm-hmm. I can't break out of it. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is he chooses in the middle of that to say, I shall again praise him. That's right. He's declaring mm-hmm. out loud what, mm-hmm. what exactly what you said earlier. It's yeah. the truth. Yeah. And, and, and I think those are, that just segues really well into some of the things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, praise. He, he, David's talking about praise and God inhabits the praises yes, of his people. Absolutely. Even if you yourself can't quite bring yourself to sing, mm-hmm. turn on some praise mm-hmm. music and just dwell on the words of that absolutely. praise music. Yep. And yeah, turn off that junk music. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this in a condescending way at right. all, but I, this is what I had to do in my own life. And mm-hmm. I know you and I've talked about this yeah, as well. We have. Get rid of the music in your house that is not uplifting to your spirit, mm-hmm. right? Those, those, the music has power. There's power in it. And right. there's something about going back to music that's going to direct you to the Lord that's important. Exactly. And we talked um, in another podcast about speaking out and praying his word out Yes, out loud. loud. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Take the breaks that you need. Take the time that you need to. And I know it's difficult when you have a lot of little ones, but mm-hmm. even I remember sitting on the floor and just, you know, letting my little ones crawl over me while I was praying mm-hmm. because they were occupied and I was their jungle gym, yep, but I yep. could pray while they were doing that. Yes. And um, even if yep. it's just little spurts of God blesses it, you he know, does. and he says that his word doesn't come back void. That's right. So when we speak out his word, mm-hmm. you is guaranteed to have he a return. the praise of his people. Mm-hmm. Imagine that the Lord is actually near to the Bible says that he's near to the right. brokenhearted. That's right. He understands your brokenness. Right. And one of my prayers in, in those times too has been, Lord, you know, that I'm dust. Mm-hmm. You remember that I'm you dust. You remember you made so me. There's compassion there yeah. from him for us. Yeah. And I think maybe for the mom who's going, I just, I don't know. I, I, I haven't experienced God's healing. Um, I'm actually writing a book right now about mm-hmm. the healing of it's God in my awesome. own life. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, I started out the book by saying I knew God, mm-hmm. right? I knew of him. I knew of his presence. I knew of his power. I believed in his omniscience. I mm-hmm. totally, I mean, I'm hook, line, and sinker. I believe he 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 died for me. He rose for me. I knew nothing of his healing, mm. nothing of his healing. And I think it was on, at some level, um, I felt like I had somehow brought it on myself. Right. And right. so I wouldn't come before the Lord and just mm-hmm. say, Lord, help me, mm-hmm. heal me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, and I wouldn't be real. I was a mm-hmm. pastor's wife. There was no mm-hmm. way I was going to tell people I'm struggling with anxiety. Right, I'm having right. all these issues. Um, if you have a Bible today, we only have about 30 seconds left. If you have a Bible, I want to encourage you, uh, read Isaiah 40. Uh, clearly I don't have time. We don't have time to read that uh, right now, but they're basically words of comfort that were given to Israel when they became depressed because they were, they had been taken captive, uh, by the Babylonians. And I know a lot of Americans are feeling like, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> we're living in Babylon. We can relate to this. We can relate to it. Um, but they were called to put their faith into action, mm-hmm. even when they were feeling oppressed. Right? They were feeling like, "What can we do? We, we're we're oppressed. We're you know we're afraid." And Isaiah is saying, "Okay, here you are. Praise God where you are. Right? Praise Him right where you are right. right now. And you you it's a it is an act of the will. Your right. emotions are going to be going. Forget it. Yeah. And you it's know? an act of faith. Faith it's is being sure faith. of what we hope for and certain of, of what, what we, we do, do not, not see. see. So you're not yeah. going to feel it or see it, but you're going to proclaim it. Absolutely. I love that. Proclaim it. Also, um, you can avoid deep depression. I love this. The Apostle Paul, that guy knew about. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had, hello. I mean, whenever I read his story, I'm like, I should just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to quit complaining right I, now. I, I haven't had to complain. This is what he said. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Mm. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Mm-hmm. Struck down, but not destroyed. 
Therefore, we don't lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. I could cry reading that. Yeah, that is So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That is really the challenge of every Christian in this generation, is is we're fixing our eyes on what is unseen. And the people around us, they may not understand it. Right. But you have, if you're listening to this and you're struggling with this, I want to encourage you, your your life matters to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Your struggle matters to him. He sees you. The Bible says that he he won't waste anything. That's right. He says that those who trust in the Lord Mm -hmm. are like a tree that's planted by streams of water. So no matter where you are, I want to encourage you, read God's word. Let his word soak into your soul like a balm, like a healing balm, and then just let the Lord begin to do his healing work in your life. He can do it. He mm-hmm. loves you. He has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you. And he will, like Isaiah says, never leave you or forsake you. Those are the words of the Lord. So lean into them and trust that God is going to meet you where you are. We're going to pick, uh, we're going to pick up our next discussion um, uh, next week. And we're going to talk some more about this topic, but we're going to kind of move into the education mm-hmm. um, of our children. Ooh. I know, right? We I've downloaded some sound effects here in the studio. Oh, I've got a, I've got a buzzer. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about how we can hope in the Lord that our That's hope right. in God is never misplaced. So join us next time. And in the meantime, get out your Bible, read Isaiah 40, trust that God's going to meet you where you are. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.